Hello and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Simon Hodgkins. Delighted to be joined by Maria Roja. Maria, you've probably already seen on some Vista Talks episodes. She's a fantastic co-host to the series and Maria is an enthusiastic marketing professional. She's actually been specializing in events and communications for over 17 years at this stage. Maria has worked in B2C and B2B companies such as Grupa Prisa, uh, the global leader in communications media in Spanish and uh, S Molda um, magazine. So Maria's got a whole in-depth knowledge of managing everything from 360 degree marketing strategy, including rebranding, customer engagement, funnel creation, brand awareness. And she's also has expertise in things like artificial intelligence and the customer relationship management industry. Uh, Maria now works as a marketing communications and global events manager here at Vista Talks. And as you've probably seen on our special episode, which only went out recently for the International Women's Day. Uh, you've probably already seen Maria. Uh, she's going to be hosting Vista Talks with me uh, from now on, and you'll see Maria uh, popping up in more and more episodes with our wonderful guests from all over the world. Uh, as well, Maria is the Communications Director over at the Think Global Forum and also the Think Global Awards. So, Maria... You're doing an awful lot. It's fantastic that you're here. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted we've actually got some time to just talk about Maria for a few moments. Well, thank you so much for having me, Simon. It is my pleasure. Very good. Well, look, um, let's start off with the marketing discussion because I've mentioned everything that you're involved in there. Uh, but you've got the, a varied career. And, you know, what made you get into marketing? What do you like about marketing? Was it this dream that you had was it a coincidence that you just fell into the marketing and you know from the beginning of your sort of events experience and your communications passion how did that all start for you Maria what was the decision making that you've been through there well it was it was kind of a dream since I was very young I love art in every way but I mostly loved uh, to paint draw write imagine things different worlds and I used to always look at all the TV commercials because I love drawing and art so much. I would then draw my own little commercials and show them to my parents. At that time, I did not know that was called storyboarding, but I did promise <laughs> draw these little commercials and tell my friends, this will be the next Coke commercial, blah, blah, blah. Uh, when it was my time to decide on careers, I looked on the internet or the beginning of the internet at that time, I would say, <laughs> and read about marketing how to attract clients and I was also interested in the psychological side of it so I decided to go for marketing and advertising at that point neither events nor communications were on my mind but eight years later I had the chance to start working as a marketing manager for the women's fashion magazine of El País Esmoda, as you mentioned and that changed my life when you work for a fashion magazine events uh, is a big part of the marketing. <laughs> and I have to say, I found that was love at first sight. The adrenaline of organizing and running from one side to the other, making sure every single detail is perfect so that everyone thinks the event was great and they leave the room with a smile on their face is just the best feeling ever. Well, that's, uh, that's fantastic and great insight into that 
that passion. You mentioned the adrenaline, but you also mentioned that as a child, you know, designing adverts for everything from Coca-Cola to many other brands. So we can see from a very early age, you had that creative spark, that energy and that desire to do something creative. Uh, and you mentioned there as well, obviously, the S-Moda, which is a huge um, communication media uh, uh, entity. Uh, and that obviously gave you, as you say, a great um, escalation into your marketing career. Um, so that's wonderful. But I also mentioned at the start sort of the news media industry. Uh, and I also mentioned uh, companies such as Grupo Prisa. So I know you've done quite a bit in, the, uh, in that space too. Uh, you were sort of a, a global leader in that communications group, right? Um, and that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken in saying, um, it, it, sort of, it, it sort of changed the start. That was the beginning of the start of you changing to move into sort of more agency type work. Yes, I did. And at the beginning, I mainly actually did work with advertising. Yeah. Uh, which is what I mainly focus on. I did so much TV advertising, radio advertising, external advertising. That was great, I have to say, to, to get into that world, to be able to know how a commercial is done from beginning to end, uh, to be able to have crazy budgets. I never thought, I, I, I did never realize how much money was invested into just doing one commercial. Uh, uh, so that was amazing, but it is true. I did change into the agency side. And I think it was because I needed a challenge. I had been 10 years working for one brand at the time because at the end, everything as model pays, it was one brand. It was Grupo Prisa, as you said, and I was a client. I had, let's say, the power when making decisions, you know what I mean? Uh, and I wanted to be on the other side, you know? I had worked with agencies that were helping me to do all that work behind the advertising. And I wanted to be able to handle that work. I wanted to be able to work with different brands, not only one brand, not to be only handling one big name but different names, you know, to be able to work with different industries and not only the news media. I wanted to be on the other side, yes, uh, to be the one presenting, you know, and above all, uh, learning different things. I believe marketing is like a big university with infinite doors. You can open every day a new door to learn something new. If day after day you open the same doors because you already know your classmates and the teachers and you have already taken the test and you know the lessons perfectly, you will never learn anything new. And I was ready to take new classes, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I did that. And this gave me the amazing opportunity to do events and marketing campaigns for brands like Heineken, McDonald's, MasterCard, Iberia. I even had the pleasure to bring the three-star Michelin chef Grant Achat from Chicago all the way to Madrid <laughs> to cook a pop-up menu with the also three-star Michelin chef David Munoz at NH Hotel Euro Building for two weeks. And that was crazy. I had to build a whole new restaurant for Grant Achatz. I had to build his whole cocktail 
venue where, where he usually serves uh, his cocktailery before he, I mean, after his menu and bring it all. He sent me pictures. He's like, Maria, this is what my cocktail place looks like. I want the same in Madrid. I'm like, up, 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 the same. Yes, I want the same look, you know, I want everything to look the same. I want people to get in there and feel like they're in New York. I also want the restaurant to look the same. I want people to have the same feeling, you know, I'm serving the same food. And I'm like, okay, you know, that was such a big challenge. And this is great. I mean, I learned so much. And this is the great thing about marketing. You never finish learning. And this is really what it attracted me. Yeah, that's amazing, uh, Maria. And it's so good to, un to, to understand that you have both sides of the marketing world, because so often I talk to people in marketing and maybe they've had a career on the agency side or maybe they've had a career sort of working on the client side. Mm -hmm. but, but there are people in marketing, of course, that, that move between the two and have the experience of both being client and agency. And obviously you had that whole client experience, whether it's from the media, the magazine, the fashion industry, et cetera, all that expertise that you had as the, um, I suppose, the, the, the client side. And then to move into agency, that must have been a great benefit to you. Yeah, it, it was at the beginning, it was a little weird because I was too used to like being the one taking the decisions, as I said, I was the one used to being in charge. And then I had to listen to everything the clients said. And I thought I had all these great ideas and they were like, yeah, they're great, but this is not my brand. And I am the one, you know, taking these decisions. Yeah. And, but that also helped me, you know, a lot, a lot. And I have to say right now, I, that also makes me think whenever I'm presenting something to, well, even if I am the brand now, I still need to listen what the others are saying. You know, I mean, it's not it's not only me making the decisions. There are more people involved. I don't know. I think it was a great, amazing experience. Oh, it sounds amazing. And look, let's let's move on a little bit then, because we mm -hmm. you've kind of morphed again. You've sort of changed again. Okay. Uh, you've gone into a completely new sphere to some degree. Now, obviously, you're you're hosting podcasts now with Vista Talks, which is fantastic. We're we're so uh, grateful that you can do that for us. And if anybody hasn't tuned in to the International Women's Day um, special that you did with the founders of the Women in Localization, they should really tune into that. Um, but I also wanted to ask you that moving into uh, podcasting, moving into the the wider localization industry. Um, that's something that sounds like you're, you're on a new challenge now. You're experiencing yet another another change. So how are you finding that? What was the decision around that? Uh, why the localization industry, language, media? I can see there's some connection there. Yeah, well, I have to say the first time I heard about the localization industry was in my first interview. Uh, I had never heard about it before. And that is when I started searching about it. About it In the beginning, I thought it meant only translation. Oh, my God, I was so wrong. I think so many people do not know what the localization industry is. And it's still, we are impacted by it every single day. Basically, localizing means adapting any type of content to a specific market. And yes, of course, it involves language, but also very specific knowledge in local markets and subject matter experts. For example, when we read a medicine prospect that 
has been made somewhere else. It has not only been translated, it has been localized depending on countries laws. Uh, and the same when we talk about software that we use, I didn't even know that you guys do the euro sign before the number and that the number is separated by a comma and then use a point for the decimals. We do it backwards. We do a point and then a comma. Why didn't I know? Because my Excel works automatically like it does in Spain, you know? And that's because someone has worked on localizing this project, especially for Spain, you know? And it's crazy. And when I found out, I was absolutely in love with this. And I thought, okay, I love it. Plus, I have always loved languages. I speak Spanish, English, Portuguese, and a bit of French. And I believe in the power of words and communication. And what best than to work in an industry that helps the world to be closer by helping us to understand each other better. That's wonderful, Maria. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to I want to jump back a little bit as well, um, because I mentioned the International Women's Day and your mm -hmm. discussion that you had with Anna and Eva and Sylvia, the founders of uh, Women in Localization. But I'd like, if you don't mind, could you maybe just explain a little bit to the audience in terms of what that was like, what you sort of discussed during that? Because I, I thought it was a fantastic special episode uh, that you hosted there. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about that? Oh my God, that was absolutely amazing. I want to thank you, Vista Tech and Vista Talks for giving me this opportunity. I have to say I was a little nervous at first because Anna, Eva and Sylvia are so amazing and they have done so much for women in the localization industry. But the conversation was great. It was very fluid. They made it so easy for me. And I want to invite everyone who did not listen to this episode yet, which is probably very few people, but still, to please go to www.vistatalks.com and please do it. Or if they prefer to watch it, they can also do it in our um, YouTube channel. We talk about some very interesting topics, but we mainly discuss empowering women, diversity and inclusion for International Women's Day. So for me, this was the perfect baptism, let's say, <laughs> into being a host for Visa Talks and I can't wait to do it again. Fantastic, thanks, Maria. Um, so just look, as we come to sort of the end of our time here together, I do wanna, I do wanna ask you something else if I can. Um, you also look after now the communications as the communications director for the Think Global Forum. And of course, the Think Global Forum has its other element, which is the Think Global Awards, which is in its mm -hmm. fifth year. But from being the communications director for the Think Global Forum, maybe you could just explain a little bit about your role there and a little bit about what you're going to be doing with the forum, the awards, etc. The Think Global Forum is a community-driven hub to generate creative, insightful, and inspiring strategic thinking in global industry. We aim to challenge conventional thinking by inviting tough leaders from several industry sectors to bring their expertise to our forum, discuss global strategy, and bring their unique 
perspective to the community. We have already done the Think Global Forum World UX, which was an absolute success, and are planning our next Think Global Summit for the second semester of the year. So we hope to see you all there. Also last year, we launched year five of our Think Global Awards, and last month we published the shortlisted. I have just been amazed, amazed by the number of entries we had from all over the world, companies, individuals, it was just incredible. In April, 20th of April, we will be celebrating the Think Global Awards ceremony. Can't wait for it. Yeah, thanks, Maria. It really has been something special, hasn't it? So it's, it's great to see uh, such a variety of people have applied for the awards for year five from all over the world, you know, whether they've been individuals, communities, nonprofits, huge global brands and everything in between. It, it, it's just, it's mind blowing how, how it grows every year. It's, it's such a, uh, I'm so proud that, we're, that, that we have that because it's been so fantastic and the trajectory over the last five years uh, and the people that are involved in it, it's just incredible. So it's, it, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. And Simon, thank you to all the judges. I forgot to say that they did an incredible job. I'm sorry, I had to say that. No, you're right. I mean, every year we have, I think in past years, we've had about 10 judges. And this year, just because of the growth, we went up to 15 judges. Uh, yeah, it's, it's we a had tough 15 job. categories. It's yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough job. There's a lot of work behind the scenes. But as I say, thank you to everybody who's involved because it's yes. incredible. And of course, people can stay tuned and look for the... Uh, thinkglobalforum.org is the website or yes. thinkglobalawards.com if they want to tune into those activities obviously you'll see more of maria over on those channels too so thanks maria for sharing that thank you um uh, the, the other thing i wanted to mention maria uh, it's you're in madrid right and uh, you know it's incredible that the world has been through such a change over the last couple of years hasn't it and I'm just interested in your views on remote working, uh, particularly from an event event perspective and your background, because obviously a lot of events have had to become virtual or hybrid. And we are seeing more and more events going back to in-person. Mm -hmm. But what, what are the benefits that you've seen maybe from the model? Does it impact you in sort of day-to-day -day working life? What are your thoughts here? Well, yes, I'm, I'm in Madrid right now, as you said, I'm one of the multiple visa tech employees who work 100% remotely. And I have to say so far, I love it. I thought I might felt left out because in the marketing team, in the marketing team, I was the only one who did not live in Ireland. Uh, you know, in Spain, we're very used to going to have a coke <laughs> with mates after work and build that kind of extra relationship that you have when you see people every day face to face but I felt included every day even behind a computer behind a screen not only with the Irish team but also with the American team VisaTech is doing a great job on building activities to make employees feel part of a community even when we are far away the benefits for this model I think are clear for everyone no time lost in commuting, you save money by you know, eating out, uh, not spending on gas, <laughs> you improve your work-life balance, more effective team meetings, and let's not forget, we help reduce the carbon footprint in the environment. But on the other hand, has this impacted my work in any way? It has, in every way. Events now are still, I would say, 80% virtual. Uh, it depends on the countries, of course, because we know restrictions are different in every country. And this is our new reality. Online events are great for many reasons. The networking 
and personal report report we got from the in-person events is something we need to get back. Uh, and I am crossing my fingers, it will be soon. But for now, online events are also great for other things. I think, for example, as I said before, the Think Global Forum World UX for us, it was great. I think everyone felt involved. Everyone was able to talk, to give their own experience, to speak out loud, you know, to felt involved and we didn't need it to be there in person. So online events are still really good for some things, but we do still need in-person events. So hoping to get back to that. Although I think the future is uh, hybrid events, we will still be keeping both for sure. Yeah, no, I agree, Maria. We've seen some big events uh, that had to go fully on, fully online for obvious reasons. Yeah. And yet when they've come back to doing in-person events now, they are also including an online version because they, it's as though the penny dropped the thought, you know, the light bulb went on and people went, actually, we're, we're discounting a lot of our international audience who maybe aren't flying into this city yep. this it time depends. of year or, you know, have to be quite careful about which events we choose to go to in person now or which ones we can go to virtually. And just, I mean, from a personal perspective in the event space, I found it to be actually very useful because I could actually go to a lot more events that maybe I wouldn't have had the time to get to in person um a lot so, more yeah and participating I, I, I them, which is something that people didn't do before and they had to choose because they thought like oh this week i have to go to london next week i have to go to paris no i will just choose one because i'm not going to be traveling every week now they can choose and they can go to one virtual the other one they can go they can go in person it depends you know they can meet people and decide okay which one are we going in person you know let's meet in this one let's not let's just do this one virtually it depends what what are your objectives uh for that uh, event but yes i i do think we will be keeping both and i do think virtual events are great depending on the objective or that of that event for sure so i think it's just uh, a new reality i think covid brought us brought us many things and virtual events are great yeah thanks maria and i i, I do also note you mentioned the environmental impact of that too and it, it plays that, a part too doesn't it it does play a big a part, part. Yeah. a big part because every day we are more concerned about this and i know for us at vista tech it's really important and it is something we're very concerned and every time we travel the carbon foot footprint we live in the environment is is huge you know and we need to take that into account too and everyone should actually, but I mean, we do take it into account. So that's something we're going to be looking at it in the future. Well, we, we're already taking looking at it right now, but people should be looking at it into the future also whenever they're thinking about going to an event or not. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, I know. And I, I was, I, I really liked um, a little, I saw a little bit of press that you put out recently about your involvement in the 1000 orchards project which is mm -hmm. repopulating uh, orchards into the environment so every little every little sort of element helps doesn't it you know it does every little we do we, we think it is not important maybe just to plant one tree everything it is important if every one of us who think it is not important to do one thing we would do it 
the world would be different. I mean, every little matters. We should do everything possible, everything we could, and it would really make a big change. No, totally agree, Maria. So look, you know I like to end these discussions with a question, and I normally ask people at the end, look, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share with our audience? So from your perspective, I'm going to ask you exactly the same. Is there anything else you'd like to share, Maria? Well, I actually do. Please, if you're not already following VistaTech, VistaTech, Vista Talks, and Think Global Forum on LinkedIn, I invite you to do so. We will keep you updated on our latest news and events. I promise fresh content, blogs, forums, podcasts, webinars, and much more. So please uh, follow us. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Um, mm. It's it's great to talk to you, Maria, and it's great for people to get to know you a little bit more, and I hope we've achieved that today. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. Well, look, that's the end of today's show with Maria Roja. Please make sure to tune in again to see and or uh, listen to the next Vista Talks, where once again, we'll be discussing some interesting topics with interesting people from all around the world. Thank you very much, Maria. Thank you.